0: You're listening to Between Two Bridges, a business-to-business podcast. With your hosts, Anthony R. Destiny, Joe Ferrani, and Jerry Kenna, interviewing entrepreneurs, business operators, and investors. This episode of Between Two Bridges is sponsored by Paymark Payroll. Payday is the most important day to your most important people. And payday is made easy at www.payyourpeople.com.
1: Yeah, yeah. We're here with another episode of Between Two Bridges. I'm uh, your co-host, Anthony Ardestini. I on a Side Hustle A Concepts. You can check me out there to my uh, left.
2: I'm Joe Ferretti, uh the official owner of Doro Cleaners, and as of today, the official owner of FlexSource, oh, signed, sealed,
1: and delivered. Make moves. And
3: Jerry Kenna, owner of Landmark Business Solutions and a couple
1: other things we don't have time to talk about. <laughs> and then uh, and cleanup here.
4: Yeah, uh why don't why are we doing an intro like it's NFL Sunday Night Football? <laughs> mm-hmm. well, you never like, know who's watching. <laughs> I'm like I'm like Matt Light, Westview Elementary, uh, 0.545 GPA. Go go Indians. <laughs> no, I'm uh, I'm Matt Light, I'm a stand-up comedian uh from Pittsburgh.
1: What's your 40?
4: What's my 40? Uh the fastest <laughs> in high school, I was a four seven. Okay. So I was pretty quick. Okay. So I run on my tippy toes. I still walk on my tippy toes. Uh, that's a big reason why I was fast, but now with uh, my, my good old friend asthma, I'd say like three days. The
2: bus got to Canton with
4: asthma. Yeah. Well, you know what? I mean, I'm... Yeah, fuck you. Okay, I need an excuse. I think Tim Hayward has it too, actually. Is that right? Awesome. Yeah. He's always sucking wind and the... Got the the mask on. I mean, yeah. I'm just trying to come up with an excuse, Yeah, yeah. Not, that I, not just I wasn't not athletic. There's nothing wrong with it. Yeah. yeah.
2: We probably all have a little bit of it. Yeah. I yeah. know that it, just walking through the woods the last couple of days, I was like, "Man, I need to get a quad." <laughs> I'm getting out of shape, not not getting better shape, just get right. get a, get no, a motor, no. get resources, put a motor on it,
3: and fucking enjoy it.
2: Because it's easier, yeah, yeah, yeah. Work smarter, not harder. Yeah, that's like, right. That's, that's, the way it, that's do. right. Get a quad. That's why we're all sitting here tonight because we yeah. all work a little bit smarter than the other guy.
1: You that's, know? that's the goal, right?
2: Yeah. So what what made you? Start to be a comedian. What was the starting point? Man, uh, well, I wasn't
4: good at anything else other than making people <laughs> laugh. Uh, when I was a kid, uh, you know, I, I loved Adam Sandler mm-hmm. and I thought everything he did was awesome, whether it was Saturday Night Live, the movies, his CDs, like the albums he came out with. I thought it was great.
1: You like Big Daddy? I,
4: I love it. I think it's <laughs> so. I think Big Daddy's his best movie. Oh. It's not my favorite movie, but I think okay. it's his best movie. My favorite movie is Little Nicky. Uh, oh, nobody get, likes it. Get in
1: the flask, Adrian. Yeah. Hey, Valerie. Uh, it's the so best. Yeah, yeah, when I let
2: my hair grow out, it's like a, a thing in my house. Because like, it's time you to look get a like haircut because I have that droopy hair. And I'm like,
1: get
4: in
2: the flask, Adrian. <laughs> oh, I love <laughs> all it. All the time, yeah. So,
4: so I like I, I did like, I guess I was in maybe fourth or fifth grade. We had to do a project on somebody you looked up to. And that's when I learned that he did stand-up comedy. He started at 18 years old. And I was like, well, when I'm 18, I'm going to start doing stand-up comedy. And then, like him, I'll be on Saturday Night Live, (laughs) Netflix. None of that shit ever happened. But I did at 18 years old, dude. start uh, stand-up comedy.
5: Wow. How'd you start?
4: So I was, at the time, I was fresh out of high school. Uh, I started working at uh, my mom's restaurant. Tambellini's downtown, and the uh, she was the manager, the owner. Charlie and I used to bullshit. We always used to quote, um, "What the fuck?" Uh, Andrew Dice Clay, and we (laughs) were just all the dirty nursery rhymes. Because when I was a kid, that was my first time ever seeing stand-up comedy, and I would watch it with my dad. My dad let me do whatever, Mm. and like you know, can I can I swear on this? Yeah, fuck. All right, so like. When he goes hickory dickory dock, this chick was sucking my cock. Like the clock struck two. I shot my
2: goo. Oh, you know what I mean? he's hey. so, smoking the cigarettes backwards. Yeah. yeah. And yeah.
4: and my dad and I are laughing so hard. I'm laughing because I know he's making fun of the nursery rhyme that my dad tells me, but I don't really know what some chick is sucking my cock means. Yeah. I just know that my dad thinks it's funny. So right. I, dude, so there was a problem. I would repeat it. <laughs> so like we'd go to school and there's nursery rhymes. I'm fucking, I know one. <laughs> you know what I mean? Little boy blue. He needed the money. Oh. They're like, what? I was like, never mind. Yeah. So, I mean, that was my first thing. And we quoted that a lot. And Charlie, the owner of Tambolini's, was like, why don't you put your own comedy show together? And I was like, all right, well, let me do this, right? So I charged five bucks a person. And uh, we had a hundred people there. Right, for the first 18. show ever, yeah, eighteen. It's jumped great. on stage. You're Just ready did to it, go. bro. Right. I had like, I had little flashcards of ideas that I wanted to do. Okay, I did twenty-seven minutes, and I, dude, I, I'm not, I'm not bright. I crushed. Like I did so well. I was, oh, this is it. Like I'm gonna be the next big thing. The reason why I crushed is because it was all my friends and family.
2: Yeah.
4: And I found this out immediately afterwards when I did an open mic at the Improv and just ate a jar of dicks. Like, I did... Dude, I did so bad. I was like, I told the same jokes about my grandpa and bingo and these fuckers aren't laughing. What's wrong with them? <laughs> yeah, right. You know, and then you realize, and you, you know, it's a very difficult business. and it's And it's one that, you know, it takes years upon years upon years to finally make money. But for me, I looked at it as... Well, I knew I wasn't gonna go to college. I didn't come from a family with money where they could pay for my college. I didn't wanna pay to go to college because I know my attention span, I would have dropped out immediately. So this was my college. So I was like, I'm gonna practice this craft while I work full-time and eventually, it's gonna be my full-time job yeah it's hard to be
2: humble at the beginning but it sounds like when you like you could have ran off that stage and quit
4: dude i mean like there's been so i mean there's times now i don't want to do it anymore yeah Mm -hmm. you know what i mean it's tough i mean especially because like you know everybody's going through shit in in life and like with what i'm doing my job is to make everybody happy when i'm not happy i gotta pretend like i'm in the best mood
3: yeah
4: so the highs and lows of a comedian like when they talk about comedians being depressed i mean the reason why is because we're forcing ourselves out there like puppets. Like hey, life's great, <laughs> and then we leave. We're like, all right, back to my shitty life. You know what I, mean? yeah,
2: I, got, I got. I still got a car payment and shit on the. Yeah. Other
4: side. So, but I, I mean, I love it. I love
2: doing what I do, and I'm very fortunate enough uh, to have the support that I do in the city. It's crazy to see, too. Now there's a lot of access to other comedians through this media podcast. Like, guys like Burt Kreischer talk about, like, you know, they bomb still to this day. Yeah. You know, you're out there trying new material, and not everything's a Netflix special. So you go out there and tell a joke, and, and you could can get canceled
4: Do you in a heartbeat. Take that personal
1: yeah. if you bomb. Like yeah. I mean, that's oh, got to be. Worst. Yeah. Like, can you. It's got to <laughs> be. I feel embarrassed. I don't know. Bombing
4: is, is honestly worse than getting shut down by any girl in the world. Uh, like, it is just. But, it, but it's inevitable. And and if you're not bombing, uh, I look at it as you're lazy because you're not trying new things. Yeah. Um, You're not taking chances, so you're very comfortable. You're not going to grow as a comic. And, uh, you know, for me, like, it pretty much took me, like, every Kobe Bryant meme, <laughs> every quote <laughs> of his to get me comfortable with what I'm doing because, I mean, like, a joke is not just, I tell you it once and it works. I'm like, there it is. We're always rewriting it on stage and we were reworking it. Yep. So like what I'll do is if I bomb, like when I go on stage and I do like open mics, when I first started, I'd write like the name of each premise so that I know what joke it is. And when I get off a of stage, I would start it one through five how I thought it was. But I also recorded the audio. Yeah. Then I would go back two days later when it was out of my head and I forgot what I did and actually listened to it and compared those notes. Um, And that kind of really helped me. But you will never get over bombing. I mean, dude, I don't care if you're (laughs) Bill Burr, Dave Chappelle. When you bomb, it's the worst feeling in the world because it's not like a team effort. You it's fucked you. up. <laughs> it's you versus everyone else. Yeah. Uh, so when even if I know it's the crowd, it's not because majority rules. And yeah. on that night, it wasn't my night. Yeah. But you gotta remember, like Brady's the best of all time, right? He's won seven Super Bowls. He's lost three of them too. Right. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. He's never went undefeated a full season and won a Super Bowl. You're gonna have losses. Yeah. It's just you gotta have a short term memory and go. Fuck it. Tomorrow I'm gonna
2: do it again. New set of people, same yeah. joke. You run run it back after.
4: It yeah, cause I want to make sure like if it bombs three times in a row, maybe it's time to scrap it or like come at it from a different angle. Yeah. But it's I mean it's it's so weird cause like, I do a lot of crowd work at my shows and so for me like if the crowd does not like me and they're not giving me anything within the first five minutes, I kind of have to detour and be like, all right now I gotta go to plan a b c or d and when i go on stage i'm not prepared that's just my style yeah i like being scared i have Mm. no idea what i'm talking about before i go up
5: holy shit! i go
4: up there and as i'm walking i hear the music and i'm looking up i'm looking at the first two rows i'm looking at what they're wearing i'm looking at what they're drinking I'm looking at who they're with, what what class they are. If I think they're like white trash like me, they're my buddies. I'm fucking with them the whole night. You're you know looking I mean? for targets. Yeah. yeah. I'm coming out. I'm literally
1: like scanning. Punning. I'm getting that, that
6: motherfucker. Yeah, that <laughs> crowd, that yeah. crowd work is unique. That could, I got yeah. zung
2: at the improv, actually. Greg Warren was in town. Oh, yeah? And uh, at the end of his show, he was like, hey, do you guys anybody want to hear anything you didn't hear? And he does that, no neck, Nick, Nick-nack, paddywhack, give a dog a bone, just don't give him a neck bone because Nick ain't got no neck. Yeah. So I asked, I was like, no neck, Nick. He was like, when the fuck did they start letting the Amish in here? And I'm like, you oh, motherfucker! I wouldn't have yeah. said anything. I was trying to help you out. Yeah, you zung yeah, me. yeah. <laughs> so that crowd work thing's unique.
4: Yeah, and crowd work is becoming the new norm. Um, you know, there's guys like Matt Reif who is mm-hmm. just blowing up everywhere from doing it. And, you know, a lot of people are – Bitching about him. My whole thing is this listen, whether you like him or not, he's been doing stand up for 12 years. Yeah. It's not an overnight thing. Is he a good looking guy? Does he probably get a lot of views because of that? Yeah. But so what? I wish I was fucking hotter too, dude. (laughs) 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 You know what I mean? My biggest thing about Matt Reif is like when he got popular,
2: I was at, I got mistaken for him. Dude, when we said we were recording this podcast, the girl that works for me, I said, we're having Matt Light on the podcast. My yinzer comes out when I talk sometimes. Yeah. She was like, you, wait, 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 you're having Matt Rife? I was like, well, I wish. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, dude, that's how it is. And, and when I
4: first heard the name, I'm like, oh, the Asian community fucking loves me. Oh, Matt Rife.
2: <laughs>
4: I was like, no, no, it's Matt Light. We're different. We're, oh. You know what I mean? And when they realize it's not Matt Rife and they're like, oh, you have Matt Light. Okay. Who <laughs> the either. fuck is that guy? <laughs> you know what I mean? So, um, But it's, it's been fun. And, and, and seeing him, though, like grow the way that he does, I mean, he's got a team on social media. I mean, social media is the way to do it. I mean, yeah. you don't have to live in Los Angeles to be famous now. New York, you can literally be famous from your phone. Yeah.
5: Right. You know, you just got to learn instant. how the
4: algorithms work, and yeah. I don't but so yeah, then
5: then I'll
2: figure it out and it could be instant it could be overnight
5: oh you know, yeah you see it with yep. certain
2: products and businesses yeah. out there and it's just like
3: I think that and I'm not I've never done stand up I do like I enjoy listening and watching and I've become a big fan I'm I'm a big you know Joe Rogan and Tom Segura and yeah. all those guys right um, and I listen to Rogan's podcast all the time and, the, and Kreischer and Segura and listening to them talk about stand up is like one of the I love those episodes just yeah. because to listen to how the business has changed and how there's guys that are using YouTube to break out and how social media is giving guys that all of a sudden, because they didn't live in LA and never got an opportunity to go to the big stand up or New York, yeah, but they just put the time in on social media. And all of a sudden, I think Andrew Schultz got, I think yeah. it was, was through YouTube, um, yeah, he,
4: he Andrew Schultz is one of the best comics out there, especially yeah. with crowd work. Yeah, and it was all because he was kind of the first guy to really post his crowd work online. Yep. Okay. there's another guy named Steve Hofstetter that does it. He lives in Pittsburgh now, but like his shit, are we on camera? Sucks. <laughs> uh, I don't care. I don't. I don't care for it. He's one of those guys who like he's getting hecklers because his hecklers occur because he's not funny. Yeah, and the crowd's fucking bored, and then he goes after them and he's mean to them for yeah. spending their money to see somebody who wasn't. So the good. crowd should get yeah. the ratings and not him, right? Yeah, but yeah, like Andrew, Andrew's a fucking beast. He's and like, so funny. And I've worked for a lot of YouTube comics, and it's it's really interesting. Like Joey Molinaro, uh, do you know who that is? I know that name. So he does the impressions of like Chris Collinsworth. He was on Barstool. He yeah, does yeah. all these impressions. One of the nicest guys ever. He just started doing stand up and like such a cool dude. And I knew that like you could just tell he was extremely nervous because it's not his thing. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But his agents are like, Hey, listen to make money now. It's not just the internet. Go on tour and start doing stuff. So I opened up for him and it was great. It was a great experience because he's actually a sports fan. But some of the YouTube guys I've worked for at the improv, they literally try and do like five minute TikToks, and then they do like, Oh, Q&A, just to fill up time. And I love that because those are people that, because they're opening a new audience for me because this guy sucks. And I know he sucks. (laughs) And they came to see comedy. And and I'm going to fucking bury him. (laughs) Right. So you're going to get your photo with him, but you're going to buy tickets to my next show. Right. But Joey, though, I'm not saying anything bad about Joey. Joey was great. I'm saying these other dudes. I mean, there's a Mm -hmm. lot of YouTubers that are just doing it for the check. And I'm like, hey, Put me on. You're gonna make me look like fucking Dane Cook
2: in 2004. <laughs> it's funny because we started this pretty much under the principle of like the the fake TikTok business entrepreneur. Right? There's this. There's this. Start this business, sell Amazon products. You'll be an entrepreneur overnight. Yep. You'll be a millionaire yeah. overnight
3: and drive a Lamborghini next week. Yeah, yeah.
2: We, we were all like yeah. bullshit. Like yeah. we we we're not the smartest guys in the room by any means, or like in the world, but like doesn't happen like that no, no. in your business. It normal. doesn't happen like that. No. Maybe no. one in a million. Yeah. And I mean, especially
4: with my business, it's like for me, what's funny is that like the videos that, that I put out that are viral are the dumbest fucking videos. I made. <laughs> that's
1: what people say. It's Dude, a, like yeah. the video the thing. thing you didn't expect. Yeah. It just goes.
4: So like years ago I was supposed to move to um, Los Angeles. I was dating this girl. We were together for a year and a half. We were going to move to L.A. together. About 10 days before my last show, my moving away show, she goes, hey, I just want to let you know, I'm actually going to move in with Caroline in L.A. We're not going to go together. But, like, you can still go if you want. And I was like, no, because, like, one – I need half your money
5: you like to get your credit. <laughs> yeah. Like we like,
4: we're saving money together. This going away show was my half <laughs> and two. Um, I really liked her and I didn't want to like go there and then chase her and not chase my dreams. Yeah. So I was understand. like, all right, so the show sold out. What do I do? How do I get out of this? Right? And at the time, Wintus was the GM at the improv. He's like, I don't know, like, Vince McMahon, I'll fire you. I'll go, You're fired. I go, Dude, that's great. And then what if I give you the Stone Cold Stunner afterwards? (laughs) (laughs) Without a beat, he goes, Okay. And I was like, Should we practice? He's like, Nah, we'll wing it. Dude, the best. Did you kick him? Dude, I I I fucking go to shake his hand. I fucking kick, I kick him in the stomach. <laughs> I give him a, stu- a stunner. He sells it so good. Dude, then I take the beers and I'm chugging him. <laughs> Three days later, I'm on Good Morning America. I'm like, what the fuck, <laughs> dude?
5: It's
4: like not a single joke I told met anything you're on there for slapster <laughs> when girls I was in LA there, like I know me. him I yeah kn- I know him
2: that's half my money
1: bye Annie <laughs> yeah
4: so yeah it was it was crazy man and like little things like that and then I do like Steeler Reaction videos
2: yeah, yeah. you recently had the Barbie one that went pretty pretty nuts
4: yeah the, uh, Sabrina the Teenage Witch what's her name Melissa Joan Hart yeah, yeah. yeah she followed me and shared it yeah it was pretty much me just making fun of like like these like like Badass dudes that are like, yeah, I think it's kind of lame that all these girls are dressing up like Barbie to go to the movie theater. I'm like, yeah, dude, we paint our fucking faces to go to (laughs) Steeler games. We're wearing other dudes' work uniforms at their job. (laughs) Like that's gay. Like that is. That is like there's in sports. It's the only way you could get away with it, right? Like no one's ever gonna be like, I got a fucking Frank Smith. Walmart greeter vest <laughs> signs <laughs> in his cum when he jacked up
5: me <laughs> in the bathroom. <back laughs> <Yeah>.
4: Like, it's <laughs> like, if you think about it, like, we're literally, and yeah. the thing is, like, all right, so like, Pat Fryman, for example, I love him, right? He's like, what, 25 years old? I just wore his jersey yeah. at the game. I'm nine years older than that
1: dude. I've I made a stipulation. I
4: look lame as fuck. <laughs> I
1: don't know when that switch happened. Yeah. In, yeah. In terms of age. Yeah, but
2: it's and it's wild because you wore it to the game. But there's 30 people that showed up to work in Pittsburgh today that oh, wore a Pat Friermuth jersey. Yeah.
4: Oh, dude! I mean, I lo- that's the one thing about Pittsburgh I do love and I will miss. It'll be May 7th, and some chicks got an oversized Jerome Bettis jersey on a giant <laughs> eagle, and I'm just like, this is this
3: is it. This did, is great. Did you see? uh I, th- I think it was Shane Gillis's. YouTube special. Did you see that? He's phenomenal. He talked about his sister who is... uh, They were doing an an intervention, but he took her to Six Flags, and she showed up in... They're from Lancaster. And she showed up in her best Heinz ward in her Steelers pajamas with her Crocs. And I'm like, (laughs) that is... As Pittsburgh as it Forty percent of the women in this state. So, it is, bro. <laughs> so in the dry cleaners, right? Yeah. There won't
2: be a week that I go that'll go by that I won't do at least one Steeler thing. Fifty-two weeks out of the year. Yeah. And I have done probably close to three dozen restoration jobs, and every single one to date, even the one I just did last week, has a Ben Roethlisberger jersey. It's yeah. amazing. Everybody. In the last seven years, it's never not had at least, even if it's a cheap one. There's still one there, or a Ben Mm T-shirt. Is that the way to clean them best? Is Uh, dry dry cleaning? cleaning. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Because one of the things that I got some for you, a lot of what they do is they glue a lot now. Yeah. So when you wash them at home, they want to ripple. Yeah. But our steam, we can put them back down and make them look crisp. Oh, cool. Yeah. yeah. I think you can fix the bubbling. Fix the bubbling. Yeah, um, Really? Yeah. Tomorrow.
1: Yep. All right, Born Trade tomorrow, was yeah. a killer
2: to us.
4: Oh, because dude. Because those
2: jerseys suck.
4: They were the best. They were so funny, dude. We Ron killed Kellers. so many little Chinese kids at that place. That was awful. Do you remember that? There's Born just Trade? little
2: Chinese kids everywhere. Dude, yeah. I mean,
4: and the best part is like the real jerseys are made one building
2: over right. <laughs> like and they're going to that place next you get a promotion if you do like 10 without yeah. screwing them on cripple, you're in the nike sweatshirts yeah yeah
4: it's crazy mm. man i remember buying those jerseys when they first came out they're like 25 bucks i know. So, I got a letter man. from yeah. customs did you yeah
2: we ordered like we went together You do
4: over the, 10 you get five. yeah
2: so we ordered a bunch we were like fuck it we're gonna get a bulk discount or whatever and we ordered like 30 And uh, I got like an envelope from customs is like, you may or may not see your shit again. Like, Uh, but we ended up getting them.
4: You got them. Yeah. So it's amazing.
2: They've, they've expanded now. They do like purses on board like that. Those sites do purses, shoes. Oh yeah. I do DH
4: gate. Okay. DH gate is where I would get it. Now I don't get, so I will get knockoff anything minus Steelers, like Pittsburgh gear. Yeah. The reason why is because like our font is very specific. Our golds are always different, so it's very obvious. But, like, dude, if I'm wearing a San Jose Sharks jersey, who the fuck knows what they look like? Yeah, nobody. Sharks fans don't even wear them. You know what I mean? Joe Thornton might call you out, but other than that, you're fucking sick.
2: If Joe Thornton's at your show, fuck it. Yeah, but hey, win
1: a cup, you pussy. You know what I mean? (laughs) You mentioned uh, you're moving down south. What's up with that, man? You're going to leave – you know, leave the I'm black and
4: yellow. Yeah, I mean, I don't know how long, but I—I uh, I mean, it, it's at a point. I'm 34 years old. I've been yeah. doing this for you know, I'm on my 16th year. I feel like I've done everything I could oh, yeah. in Pittsburgh, at least. You know, um, I—you know—we got the icy light cans. We'll get into that. They—they uh, they do the best of the Berg voting, which is all bullshit.
3: It I've, is. I've mm-hmm. won
4: it, but it's bullshit, and I don't even care to win it ever again um but you know I, i'm a regular guest on dve um you know everything that i ever wanted to do in pittsburgh i've been able to do and the one thing i wanted to do was stage ae because for me as a Pittsburgher, to me it's the ultimate venue right it's in between my two favorite homes you know pnc park and Hinesfield. fuck you ackershore um <laughs> it's right there and i and like it's just a fun atmosphere and And um, I was like, if I can just sell this place out, I'm I'm good. I could even quit comedy tomorrow and be like, you know what? I did everything I ever wanted. And when I have kids, I could be like, Dad did all this cool shit. You know what I mean? And so for me, like, this is it. You know what I mean? But I will be back for football season. So, like, every home Steelers game, I'll be doing my bus tours on the Berg bus. Um, But I am moving to Dallas. Probably the end of February because the Steelers will win the Super Bowl on the 11th of February, I think. And then we'll be at the parade. And then it's going to take me two weeks to pack.
2: That'll be the Matt light exit parade. Yeah.
4: (laughs) I do have one of the Lombardi trophies though. I saw that. I bought a replica from some Facebook marketplace. (laughs) Greatest thing ever. Shout out.
2: Yeah. You'll buy shit. You didn't even know you needed, dude.
4: I've been looking for one of these trophies forever and they're like 400 to $600 a piece. I paid 150 for it, and I was gonna like negotiate, but like I clicked on his profile and I was like, "No, nah, I'm gonna give you the full
2: 150."
5: <laughs> yeah, like, yeah you, you need it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
4: this isn't
2: easy for you. <laughs> yeah, like I knew like he he's was from Garfield.
4: Yeah, like I knew this dude didn't want to get rid of it, and I was wasn't gonna lowball him. I'm like, here, dude, and then like he was teaching me how, cause it's made out of nickel. So, I guess like when you touch it, it le- the oil is oh, on it. So, you got to learn how to wash it. And so, I haven't fucking, I've had it for a month. I haven't touched it once. It's green. Yeah. White blonde. going to be green.
5: <laughs> green from yeah. stains. I know. You're still at like the Statue of Liberty. You're all bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> but, what uh, takes you to Dallas?
1: Uh, my girlfriend uh so i've been with my girlfriend not long but we've been is caroline down there too or is, she, is that <laughs> isn't that the person that kicked you out of california oh, no, Andy. Andy. No, Andy. Over,
4: Andy. hey andy's out in l.a okay. Okay. um no uh my my girlfriend uh is from north allegheny we were just talking about that rivalry i'm a north Hills kid we've been buddies for 20 years uh i was either dating someone she was always dating someone I think we always had a crush on each other, but mm-hmm. like never, I never had the balls to talk to her. Uh, and then she got out of a relationship and we started dating and it just like moved quick. And I wanted to leave Pittsburgh at some point or another. She's I live in Dallas that's close to Austin. You mentioned Joe Rogan with the, with the, the fucking the a- space complex, the mothership. Yeah, and I'm like, I know a few of those guys. So to get an audition there, I'm like, why not? I just glanced it? over
2: okay. like the biggest thing you spoke of in the last hour. You got out of the friend zone. Not everybody oh. can do that, bro. I know. That's a how'd big you, move. Yeah, how'd Fuck you pull that off? Lombardi. a uh, dick pic, bro. Fred <laughs>
4: <laughs> Barb. Yeah, and it wasn't my dick. <laughs> <laughs> Newsless Flash. <laughs> no, I mean, you know what really happened was I we went out and uh, so I met up with her. Uh, the Franco Harris game. When oh, Franco so. passed, right, it was it was me. I took Bill Crawford from DVE. It was me and him. We went to the game. I met up with her. We had fun, and then we went to Tequila Cowboy afterwards. And this was really cool seeing her, you know. I feel
1: like you ranted about this recently. <laughs> What's that? Tequila Cowboy, yeah. <laughs> oh, well, I'll get we'll to, get back to that. that. I'll get to that. Those motherfuckers.
4: <laughs> so we just were having fun, and and then like I was like, well, let's hang out again sometime. And so I caught her after dinner with her dad one night. She came out. We went to Jack's where every, yeah, every, love, story every love story starts. Every successful love story. We then we went to bar 11 uh, and she kissed me. Oh. And I didn't. Yeah, dude. Like I just thought like she was like I was out of her league. Like I was like, there's no way. Right. Then she kissed me. I'm like. Okay, Matt. All right. She's got high heels on. She's like an inch taller than me. I'm like leaning up the kisser. You and climbed I, the ladder. I cl- Literally. And uh, and then after that, I was like, hey, let's let's try this out. And, uh, you know, we tried it out and here we are. Yeah. But Tequila Cowboy, the, the thing you're talking about, try to so post on Facebook. Because I've noticed they just throw you out for no reason. Mm. And, like, what I wanted to know, was there a lawsuit that happened? Because, like, I know they used to have the bull. Right, they don't have the bull anymore. So I don't know if like somebody like got on and the bull broke because they were too big and it was like fat shaming, it or if it happen. was just like somebody fell, got hurt. But like they throw people out for no reason, dude. I've been thrown out. I'm not even kidding for asking to charge my phone. Oh, so can I charge my phone? I yeah, thought maybe there
2: go. was an incident. <laughs> There's multiple incidents. I mean, so. I didn't have
4: pants on, but my point. <laughs> was.
2: Your heart was in the right place. Yeah, okay. Like, hey, can you? Yeah, I've been thrown out of some bars and uh, it's always been for someone else's fault every goddamn time. Mm-hmm.
4: Really? Yeah. Like, You're just with yeah. your buddy and your buddy doesn't know when to shut the fuck up or wants the fuck? No, usually
2: I'm like uh, 64 beers deep and order a pitcher for last call and then spill it all over the bar. And then my mm-hmm. buddy tries to defend me. And then they, I'm old now, I'm 40 almost. Yeah. But like, I just would say stupid shit. You know, always yeah. calling a bartender, sweetheart. That's not a good one. Either. Yeah. Or, yeah. Or like, they're like, it. hey, where the fuck's my beer? That normally yeah. doesn't work good. But. <laughs> or like somebody wants to just start shit and I'm not yeah. one to decline shit. Like if shit's oh, going to happen, am. let's get some shit going on in here because it's Tuesday at midnight and I got to go home soon.
4: All my <laughs> friends are tall. And so like it's great. Well, taller than me. And it's great for me because I talk shit and I'll just be like, oh, yeah, you want to <laughs> fight him first. <laughs> and
6: then my big dumb
4: O fucking friends are like, what'd you say? I'm like, yeah, 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 what'd he say? <laughs> and I just, because I do, if
2: I was in a fight,
4: I would get my ass kicked.
2: Mm-hmm. I'm a little bitch,
4: for sure. I saw
2: Mike Lang in a bar in Detroit. Really? really? Start a fight and then grab two beers off the bar and duck down. While well, all the Pittsburgh fans fought, he just ducked out. Got back to the hotel, and he was reading the newspaper in the lobby and drinking <laughs> his fucking beer. I'm like, you just started a fucking I mean, hey, lay yeah. down the street. <laughs> How probably. did he start it? He just, like, was talking shit. Really? Like Mike Langwood. Yeah. Fucking straight up. And he like, always used to go to Denny's after the game on McKnight. Yeah, because he's from the North Hills. Is he? Yeah. Because he, he was a customer of, uh, my parents used to own the store on Babcock. that was Ruby's Cleaners. Yeah. And he was a customer there. Oh, so he's, awesome. he's a North Hills guy. Yeah. So probably he's an NA a, fan though, if I were to guess.
4: Fuck. Them. <laughs> <laughs> he's
1: just yelling at you and his announcer voice at the bottom. Yeah,
4: he's, like, <laughs> he's a piece of shit. <laughs> Scratch my ass with a hacksaw, bitch. Yeah. yeah.
2: <laughs> slap, slap you, Sydney, motherfucker. <laughs> yeah, it was it was unique. He's a, he was a fuck. He's a voice oh, yeah. man. Yeah. So, I, so maybe I didn't, he didn't even do anything. Maybe someone was like, "Don't bump him." You know, but he was not saying like, he "Hey, just hey, break it up!" Break took it up. his beers and yeah. just took his. He was a fucking drinker, that's for sure.
1: So yeah, you gotta sh- sell out the places you go to. Is it all commission? Could you take us behind the scenes there yeah. from a business side?
2: Well, when
4: you first start doing stand-up comedy, it's kind of like you're f- like, okay. The, I think the reason why I've been more successful than other comedians in Pittsburgh, I don't think it's necessarily that I'm funnier, but I'm, I'm, I'm funny. But like, I just think that like, I took it as a business aspect, right? So like when guys were refusing to do like petty things, like clubs, there's a thing called a bringer show. And the way that that works is in in order for you to get stage time, you gotta bring five people. And I had no problem doing that. Like I had friends, I was like, hey, come to this, come to this, come to this. Well, a lot of these like comedians now are very like, I have anxiety and I know I don't have friends. It's like, well, <laughs> enjoy performing at coffee shops for the rest of your fucking life. How do you
3: do comedy if you have anxiety?
4: Ex- Dude, I don't even know. I just it is. It's, I mean, alcohol probably helps. These, <laughs> but they're all like all all new comedians, and I'm not trying to like talk bad about like people that started before like after I did. They're all pussies. Yeah.
5: They
4: they don't want to work. They want everything given to them. For me, like, I'll tell you exactly how it starts. My first one to three years, it was just promoting, 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 going to shows. I didn't even want money. If I didn't have a good set, I'd say keep the money. I don't care. You know what I mean? I'm just investing in myself. Right. Uh, now, where I'm at, there's one of two options. One, I get a door deal where I get a percentage of the door, or I get a guarantee, or yeah. I combine them and I say whatever is greater, I get. So, like, for example, with Stage
1: A.E., what I did was
4: I got offered to do the show at Stage A.E., That's right? Awesome. I was like,
1: cool. Do you have an agent or they just no, fucking I do call it all you on, on your cell?
4: Yeah. And so I do it all on my own. My The last agent I had fucked me over. <laughs> it seems uh, to be a trend. In that yeah, industry. it was two. Sh- he didn't pay me for my last two shows. COVID hit then he couldn't afford to. And I said, fuck you. I'm done with you. Whatever. Um, so I've, I've been done with that. Um, AE, it was really, do I want a set price or do I want to set my own price? So what I asked them, I go, can I rent the venue? And they were like, yeah, go, all right. How much? And I was told it was X, Y, Z. And I was like, holy shit. Okay, well, not going to make money if I do this. If I get sponsors on the show, they'll pay for the rental and then I get the whole fucking door. Yeah. Oh. And so that's what I did. I am getting sponsors. I was like hey listen like this is a great opportunity for you guys. you're in front of 1200 people 1200 yinzers that whatever I say they love you know what I mean because I'm authentic dude like I would never have a brand or a company sponsor a show that I don't believe in because it's just people see the bullshit in it and I call bullshit all the time.
2: yeah
4: so I just reached out to my friends' businesses and go hey do you want to do this? Cool This is what's gonna cost. You'll get a banner, you'll be at the show, you'll get a shout out, whatever the fuck you want, I'll do it, I'll do a commercial for you, whatever. So I got my venue pretty much paid for. So the I get the door at the show. And then I pay my comedians too, and stuff like that. So like when you're the headliner, the headliner really negotiates everything. But if you're the, the host, the host standard rate is $50 a show, All which right. sucks. <laughs> and I would never do that to my friends when I'm on a show. The feature is a hundred dollars per show, which is also dog shit, and I wouldn't do that to my friends. So like, they're gonna get more money. Like everybody on my show, I'm giving them five hundred bucks. Nice. Just mm-hmm. because I'm like, I don't, and they're only doing fifteen minutes, and the host is only doing five. But I was like, listen, I'm not in this for money. This show, this show was like a, prove f- it. Like, a, well, it was like a thank you. Like, like, cause like, cause I, I felt like I earned this, and to perform at this venue, I just wanted my friends to be there. And I want them to feel like they earned it just as much as I did, yeah. so I wanted to give them more fucking money than just like, here's fifty dollars. You're open for me, bitch. Yeah, <laughs> you know what Definitely. I mean. Because we're all on a level
2: playing field. I just got lucky. You so know is Bill I mean? Crawford on the, Bill Crawford's on the show. Crawford's right? on the show.
4: Yeah. Crawford's fucking phenomenal. And like, by the way, like that rate is not Crawford's rate.
5: Yeah, Crawford yeah.
4: makes a fuck ton more.
5: Yeah,
4: but Bill's doing it as a favor because he knows what I what that job means to me like being there
2: you know what i mean and he stayed i mean he stayed in pittsburgh right well he
4: stayed and i i if he wouldn't have gotten dve he would have left i don't know if he would have stayed because i wouldn't have right you know what i mean that being said he has two daughters though yeah so what he did was brilliant because one he gets to try out new material every single day every morning yeah yeah but it's a very difficult job. I don't know how he does it. I don't know how he gets up the time he does. I don't know how he balances it with his life. Bill Crawford is a fucking workhorse. Yeah. Thanks. I mean, and he's hysterical. And when he got DVE, dude, I was, I knew like the guys that were in the running for it. You know what I mean? And I don't know if you guys know this story, but Billy Gardell auditioned for it. Really? No shit. And before they offered him it, and he goes, Hold on one second. I have one pilot to go, and then I'll let you know how it goes. Now, Mike and Molly. It was Mike and Molly. You uh, got wow. Mike and Molly, and then Probably they, they went that. with Crawford. And yeah. I think it's been great for both of them. Yeah. You know, because, and I just met Billy for the first time in Vegas when the Steelers played the Raiders. Yeah, I saw that picture. Dude, you guys with them, dude. Nicest fucking guy in
2: the world. Well, you met half of them.
4: Yeah, I know. You only met half of Billy. I know Girdell.
2: the whole Billy Grindel was. Oh yeah. His size. yeah,
4: yeah. But he was he was cool as hell, man. Yeah, yeah. he stayed
2: great. true to his roots for the longest time. So I yeah.
4: I I was kind of a dick before I met him. Yeah, because I didn't think he was really from Pittsburgh. Oh really? The story that I heard was that he was only in Pittsburgh during the summertime with his
2: grandparents oh. but he's not from Pittsburgh and then it was like a shtick yeah and I was like fuck this guy yeah no yeah. Joey O'Connell from Penn Hills is real he's yeah. a real guy yeah <laughs> yeah, I but, know him <laughs> but then
4: you really, then because it's all hearsay and then yeah. like then I actually heard him like, oh he is a Pittsburgh guy yeah cool like he wasn't like Larry the Cable guy us like you know like, yeah, which I think is brilliant, dude. Larry the Cable Guy does not have an accent in real no,
3: life. Natural. He's from fucking... Shit.
4: Dude, he's from Florida. His name is right. Dan. He lives in Florida. It was one of his... He was so frustrated in his career because he was a really good comic. He was a really good regular observ- uh, observational comic. He just jokingly did this Larry the Cable Guy gimmick. <laughs> People fucking loved it. And now he does Disney movies. Dude dude, yeah, dude, 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 his barbecue sauce is at a fucking Dollar General right now. Dude, That's I actually, phenomenal. I
2: want a refund on my three ninety nine gold hook for my junior year fishing hat. Then, if he's not a real deal, right? Like, remember the gold hook that he made famous? What the fuck was that? Yeah, I don't, I don't
4: know how, like, but I'm sure, like, cause Phil, I mean, not Philly, Florida, they're fucking hillbillies to begin with. Yeah. So I'm sure, like, one way or another, it's in there. It's in there, but it's not. Yeah. That. You yeah. know what I mean? Well,
2: I mean, a lot of people from Pittsburgh, we all like have that yinzer in us. But then like if you ask us to lay it on, right? we can all lay <laughs> so it like on. So like Pittsburgh dad, right? Yeah. I hate him. <laughs> Everything about him. Do you hate the personal guy? Do you have a vendetta against both. the guy? Or just the, I hate him both. <laughs> he wants <laughs> to fight him. Yeah. <laughs> let's, let's set it up. Stage AE. Bro,
4: I've, I've called... This, have you seen... I've called this motherfucker out on videos for years. And here's the reason why and I've never told this story, and I'll tell you. Years ago, I met him. By the way, there's two of them. There's Kurt, who does the videos, and Chris, who writes it, and edits it, and directs it. Chris is the nicest guy in the world. I love him, and his mom is cool as hell, too. She used to work at the improv. I like them. I met Kurt at Arcade Comedy Theater, and they were doing those live reads where you would do a read of like a TV show. Well, I got casted as Wayne from the Wonder Years because it needed a <laughs> dickhead brother. And he was the dad. And dude, we hit it off. And we were so cool. Like we were buddies. We were texting. And then we went to a mutual friend's house at WrestleMania to watch WrestleMania. And all these jokes I'm telling, about WrestleMania we're on the next episode of Pittsburgh Dash. Oh no. And I was like, yo, what the fuck, dude? A, like no, no, what no. not that I was gonna use them on stage.
5: Yeah.
4: But like, hey dude, what was that joke you said? Oh cool. Could do you mind if I use that or like maybe you can help me on the episode.
2: Yeah. Or Sh- hey, a sure. Or just the hey, watch the next episode, right. I used your hey, shit. Exactly. <laughs> you not know. like
4: a, I'm gonna fucking sneakly fucking do it. You know yeah. what I mean? So, like, that kind of rubbed me the wrong way, and then then we did uh, like, I, I wanted him to do a, oh, a comedian flag football game. So, we did a comedian flag football game, all the comedians, but he played, he was against me, and, like, uh, I scored a touchdown, and my touchdown celebrate. I scored, like, Fucking six touchdowns. And my celebration was I would go, remember when Joe Horn went underneath the goalpost yeah. and to uh, call somebody? I did it, but I was thumbs downing all his dumb fucking YouTube videos. <laughs> <laughs> he got mad. And I was just kidding. You know what I mean? I was just jostling around. But then, like, we were still cool. And then, like, eventually, maybe I'm just really bitter, this sounds like. But I was like, hey, dude, like, I got this podcast on the trip. I got, like, fucking Chris Jericho. I got, like, actual guys on this thing. Like, do you want to be on it? He's like, no, I just don't think our brands match.
5: Hmm.
2: What do you What I, do you mean? I'm a Pittsburgh well, comedian doing a podcast. It. Yeah, You're like, what what's the dad.
4: difference between you and I other than I make people laugh? Like, <laughs> other than that. <laughs> and so, like, after that, like, he just... And then, like, I said something about the Steelers and he made a fucking negative comment. And I was like, fuck this, dude. Like... He's a fraud. There's. Did you ever see the best Pittsburgh Dad video?
1: I mean, no. subjective, but what do you mean?
4: Where he's drunk at a bar, <laughs> and it's it's just him drunk at a bar, and he's yelling, fuck hockey. He's like, is, we're not Canadian. He's like, this is Pittsburgh. All we care about is baseball and football. That's oh. it. Mm. Fuck Sidney Crosby. Fuck the Penguins. Yeah. And so then yeah. the next episode of Pittsburgh Dad, because it went viral. He was surrounded by all penguin shit. Yeah, and I was like, okay, that's clever. I still fucking hate you though. <laughs>
2: but yeah, I don't like him. You can't pull one over. Yeah. on the real comedian here. <laughs> yeah, I don't like him. So is he from Pittsburgh? No. No.
4: Uh, yeah, the guy that uh, writes it's from Pittsburgh. Right. Yeah, he's not from Pittsburgh, and then he went. To, but I'm not gonna bash him for that because, like, I think he lived like an hour outside of Pittsburgh. Okay. Right. And then he moved yeah. to L. A. to be. A, so my whole thing is that's not a transplant. If you move somewhere else. To pursue your dreams, you're still a Pittsburgher, and you come back or you don't. It's just when you act like you're this, but you were never this. Yeah, then it's a problem. But I don't think he was ever from Pittsburgh.
2: Yeah, that's what Jimmy Buffett was always like a Key West guy. Went to Nashville, tried it, it didn't work. Went back to Key West and then nailed it. And he didn't say he was out of Nashville. He kept to his island roots in Margaritaville. You know, like yeah. I guess you know. I think that he has a huge following just because we can all relate. I well, I think that's the thing is I also like,
4: especially now, I mean, I mean, he's been, he was around forever, but like now, like we can all sense bullshit. And I feel like when you're not an authentic person or, or we know yeah,
2: it's a character now before we were like, who the fuck's this guy? You know, right. Like, it might be like our friend's dad, literally, but now yeah. it's now it's an episode.
3: I didn't realize it was still on.
2: Yeah, it's like watching Friends.
3: Dude, and or... he
4: still gets a shit ton of views. Listen, I'm not knocking what he does. I I just think he's a dickhead. Yeah, he gets yeah. an all
2: access too, to Pittsburgh. Like, yeah, he yeah. gets
4: to do everything. And, yeah. you know, it is what it is. And, uh, you know, I, I do know that, like, he did one time, and this is whatever. I don't care. There's no cameras. <laughs> Every camera. Say he it was, uh <laughs> He was supposed to headline the Pittsburgh improv, he was going to do a meet and greet. And, like, I think he asked Crawford to open for him and he had to fill an hour. And I think Crawford did like 40 minutes and Pittsburgh Dad did like 10 after him. Oh. And oh, he wow. just took pictures with people eating like fucking ices <laughs> in Hill's
1: garbage bags. And I was like, dude, whatever. Like, fuck this guy. He's just. Well, he's not on a fucking icy light can. Hey, he's not. uh I mean? How do you put? Because that's my bucket list to be on a fucking beer can. Dude, how do you pull that off? Dude? I don't know. I feel like <laughs> someone I someone reach out. Up. Yeah. I mean, is it so? Hey, we want you on a fucking
4: can. Yeah. So since 2019, I've been doing these videos called the Tailgoats. Yeah. And what I the the idea of the the thing was I love roasting people, and people were sure. like, "Whoa." it's. It's real easy for you to roast somebody when you're at your show. Can you roast us? No. Not uh, yet. He will. I like you guys. We've got half an hour left. We're, <laughs> yeah, we're good. I like you guys. But like at a show, like oh, it's so easy for you to roast. You have a microphone, and nobody else does, and they're there to see you. I'm like, okay, I'm going to go do it at a Browns tailgate. It was hilarious. I'm going to do it at a Ravens tailgate. I'm going to do it at a Bengals tailgate. You made it out of Baltimore. So <laughs> dude, I went. I drove to all their fucking stadiums. And rip them all apart. And you know what I, and then afterwards I would like bury the hatchet by the, like we're just busting each other's balls, drink this beer. And then they would review it and they'd say, oh, I like I see light, you know? And so that was like, I did these videos for I light. And then they, um, you know, they gave me the ugly sweaters to wear every now and then, um, this time, <laughs> excuse me, last year, I had a meeting with Neil. He's, uh, Neil early, one of the advertising guys says hey i got a question for you i don't know if you'd be interested in this he's like uh would you want to be on a, a can i was like what do you mean he's like we want you on the icy light can <laughs> dude i'm trying so hard not to cry like i'm so yeah, happy like, like, that, dude, yeah. jack Christmas. ham i'm Lion like coat, yeah light. <laughs> i was like maybe that sounds cool i guess i mean like how much money do I get? Like, <laughs> like and then like you know you got the evil devil and the good devil. I was like, stop negotiating, dickhead. Just say yes. You know what I mean? And I was like, fuck yeah, let's do it. And I didn't, I didn't want any. I didn't care what the details were. Yeah. I was like, let's do it. And then, dude, the second we left the meeting, I called my dad. I'm, like, I'm on a fucking icy like yeah. hey, let's. <laughs> I made it. Yeah. yeah. And it was <laughs> like, cause like there's two things. Like, okay, in Hollywood, you got your little star, your bullshit Walk of Fame. For us. It's either an icy light can or on the fucking permanis
2: wall. That's it. That's all. That's all that's I all wanted, dude. Yeah. You know. And speaking of the permanis wall, now that they have the one in the North Hills on McKnight Road, we need to get you on the dude, wall. Dude, I
4: know, especially because I fucking when they opened up, they do that hundred club, the first hundred people. Yeah. I,
2: yeah.
1: Oh, yeah. I was so. Can I, I get that, dude? You Please want it? it? I mean, are you? you, want you you're going to Dallas? It's yours. He's donating it. <laughs> so that, was be, that was supposed to be part
2: of a raffle. <laughs> wow! I'll just take your picture with it. We'll give it back. Yeah, we'll <laughs> we'll it figure it out. So yeah, they have all the yeah. I think that that's so. A good why place not? To start. We're fucking put me Let's there. Let's start. We right? don't have to go uh, Or uh, what is it? The so one this one guy stripped.
1: calls you out of nowhere. And so no, he shows up a in a news. suit and a, and a Lamborghini. He, you know Neil?
2: Like, yeah. So like he's done some donations to some events that I've had. Yeah. I did a drag queen bingo. He hooked me up. We did a golf. Did you do drag? Well, I I was the host, so I ended up going in. Can I
1: hire you to do drag?
2: Well, you know when they tell you. So I was. Um, uh,
1: Dude, I
4: love drag shows. So yeah, I'm not even was, kidding. They're it fucking, was a blast. They're fun. So, so last year, right, Jerry? 2022,
1: sure. 2022 I was an ambassador. A <laughs> yeah. So 2022,
2: I was an ambassador for Real Men Wear Pink. Right. So my fundraiser was a drag queen bingo. So we host this thing at like the Route 8 Joey D's or whatever in in Ridc Park. And everything's going good. We're, like, making some money. We got 50-50 like every Pittsburgh thing. We got Chinese auction going on. And they say, if you really want to make money for the final number, you have to come out dressed in drag. Yeah. And you'll make money. So all night, I'm shellacking buckets, icy light. And finally, I'm like, well, the goal is is to raise money. Let's raise some money. So they put me in this thing. And they're like, we got tape because my, like, balls are hanging out of the end of this thing. And they're like, we got tape. I'm like, whoa, whoa. I'll keep my underwear on. And I go out to rainy men. And I had six hundred dollars stuffed in my That's amazing. dress and I was like, yeah. need anything to save a set of boobs, you know what I mean? But it was yeah. a, it was uh I'd do it again. You know, I think it's a bad uh they get a bad rap. It's a fucking fun Dude, time. Dude, so it's I, a I, fun time.
4: I went to a drag show in in Miami, it was the first time I ever went to one and it was fuck it was on accident. <laughs> Obviously. <laughs> and uh, it, was, uh, it was awesome, though. You're right going, going to accidentally it. No, I was awesome my so I couldn't be like cranking one and go, hey. <laughs> it's intense.
2: It, it was it's great. Very, it's very intense. And, and like, the, we're getting like the half assed. Like, I go to Key West and I see him in Key West. Yeah. And it's like a production. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So
4: they, kudos to the drag queens everywhere. I'll tell you a story. Last year, I, I went to Goldmark. And uh, they're, I'm at Goldmark and. I get in there and they're like, "Just so you know, it's a drag show." And I was like, "All right, cool. Like, what, what Bud Light specials? What are we doing? Like, you know." (laughs) And I go in. I'm like, "Cool." And I text my cousin. My cousin does drag, and I'm like, "Billy, are you are you at this drag show? Are you performing tonight, right?" And then they introduce, like, I forget the 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 dancer's name. We'll just say like, Cinderella. Cinderella, (laughs) right? We'll say Cinderella, and she comes out. And I'm like, holy shit, it's Billy. (laughs) (laughs) And like, I'm laughing so fucking hard because he has no clue I'm here, right? And like, I just got done doing one of my bus tours. So I have a fuck ton of wands for tips. (laughs) I'm like, I'm gonna make it rain on him. And Cinderella or whatever comes up, starts dancing. I'm like I'm so proud of you, girl. I'm sorry, making it rain, and I hear thanks, bitch. Licks my ear and then smacks my ass. I was like, all right. Um,
1: We're related.
4: Yeah, you're a dude, <laughs> and you're my cousin.
2: We just went West Virginia.
1: I was like, what
4: the fuck, you know? So I go to sit back down, and when I sit down, like you naturally just grab your phone. My phone lights up. It's my cousin. My cousin goes, "No, I'm at my mom's. What's up?" <laughs> and I was like, "Oh shit!" He's like, "What's that?" He's like, "I'm at my mom's." I go, no, "You're not, you're not Cinderella." He's like, "No, she's fabulous, though." Oh, fuck. I was like, "No, I know." Cinderella just licked my ear and grabbed my ass. And my gay cousin replies, "Ha ah, ha, fag." <laughs> I was just like, "This is phenomenal," you know. So then I fucked Cinderella that night.
0: <laughs> and now a brief word from our sponsor.
6: This episode of Between Two Bridges is sponsored by Paymark Payroll. Are you tired of spending countless hours juggling payroll calculations, tax filings, and compliance regulations? Well, say goodbye to that chore and let Paymark Payroll take the burden off your shoulders with our secure online portal. You can access your business information from any internet location, even your phone. Employees will love the ability to receive direct deposits and they can access all their pay stubs, tax forms, and information through their own portal. Focus on growing your business while we take care of the rest. With top-notch customer support, we're always here to assist you with anything, at any time. Don't let payroll stress hold you back. Choose Paymark Payroll and experience the freedom to thrive. Contact us at payyourpeople.com for a personalized consultation and a demonstration of our powerful payroll solutions and see how Paymark Payroll can better your workflow. That's payyourpeople.com. Join the growing list of satisfied businesses that have embraced the convenience and efficiency of Paymark. Payday made easy. Your business deserves nothing less than the best. And that's exactly what Paymark Payroll delivers. Now back to the show. Start us back up and let's start with the fucking first pitch.
1: Fuck you guys. Mm. I don't want to talk. You don't want to talk
4: about it at all? No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> oh, you didn't see it. I didn't see you pitch. Yeah. Well, all right. Uh, it was a uh, 90 mile per hour fastball. Yeah. Right all.
3: Dude, I there can imagine is. that the most nervous? people that do yeah. that think like, oh, I can throw that. And then the they president. get out there and it's just like, boom, thing, thing, thing. So... Here's the thing,
4: and you're mentioning the president. You're, I'm assuming Bush, right? right? Yeah. Well, Bush owned the Texas Rangers. And still. And So he threw, no, he threw strikes. Did he throw heaters? He threw heaters. Obama's the one mm-hmm. who sucked.
2: Was he off the rubber though, Bush? Yeah, Bush was on the rubber and he yeah, threw he, strikes. He had nothing but time.
4: So the the biggest thing is, is, is you So did Bob
1: Nutting call you? How does this work? I have a photo with Bob Nutting. Uh, no, no, that's, that's <laughs> not something to brag about. No, spe- <laughs>
4: dude, so I'll tell you my story when but, I met Bob Nutting first. So the first time I ever met Bob Nutting was actually for another uh, opportunity. At Tequila Cowboy?
1: I wish. <laughs> I
4: would have beat the fuck him. <laughs> that would have been your one fight right? You won. <laughs> Trevor Williams was a pitcher for the Pirates at he one loves. point. My buddy Jeff Dye, who's a touring comedian, was friends with Trevor. So we went on the field, and when we went on the field, we had to walk through their locker room. And lo and behold, the door is being held by Bob Nutting. And I go, thanks, bro. And I fucking backhand, this <laughs> player, chop his chest like he's just a fucking normal dude. Did
3: you and realize who it was? I knew who it was. Okay. My buddy did it. My
4: buddy was, why'd you hit that dude so hard? I go, because he owns the Pirates. <laughs> and we're t- fucking 31st okay. in salary cap. Like, dude, like, we're, thir- like, you know, how, like, we're 31st in salary cap, and our stadium's named after a fucking bank. <laughs>
3: And is one of the nicest in it. Yeah, in it's MLB. bullshit.
4: It should be Aldi Stadium. <laughs> you know what I mean? Or fuck it. You know what? Name it after Bob. Notting Field, right? <laughs> You've actual bobbleheads fucking it's so sucking sad, <laughs> it's
1: So sad, man. So sad. Just a bunch of people in the rotunda yeah. serving Wendy's. Oh, fucking yeah, too. fucking getting paid
2: minimum wage.
4: Yeah, dude. It's it's nuts. And so anyway, so the second time I met Bob, he was actually really nice, super fucking cool guy, and like. I kind of understood like I get it. Like I get why he does what he does. Cause it's like, you see guys that spend $340 million a year and then he missed the playoffs. He's like, what's the difference? I'll just, I'll save the money. Yeah. <laughs> I'd do it. So anyways, I got an invitation from people inside of the Pirates organization. They're like we want to honor you. We want to let you do the first pitch. Um, my friend Kelly got me on it and Robbie Ink-Mikowski from the Pirates. Yeah. Um, so I was like, okay, cool. No, no-brainer, let's do it. For me, it was like the coolest thing ever, right? I love the Pirates, even when they're not good. So they wanted me to wear a full uniform. I wear the pants, I have pants from Hermanson, from like 2003, I got my own jersey. I'm wearing my buddy's softball glove because I haven't thrown a baseball in 20 fucking years. But I played left field and I was good, I had a good arm, everything like that. So I practiced one day the week before and I'd say 80% of them were strikes, right down the middle, without the mound though. So they announce me, they bring me up, and the biggest thing is you don't wanna throw it into the dirt, that's it. As long as you don't throw it in the dirt, nobody cares. So I go up there and
1: do you go through the main gate? Do you fucking like you go going through, through the, the there's a, there's clubhouse? Is there a secret s- entrance?
4: Okay, so I'll explain. So le- left field. You're in field. the sewer. Do you know? Yeah, I, yeah, I hung Turtle. out with four turtles. Raphael <laughs> gave me the, the, the inaugural John
1: Vaughn. Va- yeah. John Claude Van Damme breaking there for you. So left field. there's There's a, you know,
4: outside on Federal Street where they have the beers and everything. Right behind them is where we walk in. There's a little door. You go in. It's the administrative office. You go in there. They grab your credentials. They walk you in there. And then they walk you through the locker room and everything. It's fucking cool. And so, like, I so go the out nice there. locker room? Oh, yeah. It's, it's, it's. The, everything the is top notch. Okay. Yeah, everything they have is top notch.
1: Aside from the players.
4: Other than the players. Yeah. So, well, why do you think the place is so nice? You <laughs> gotta pay anyone. So, I go up there. They say my name. Dude, I, I promise you, I had, like. Three icy light mangoes and a green tea shot. I felt great. I wasn't <laughs> nervous at all. I didn't fucking look at anyone. I and then real quick I looked over my buddies. What up? I go up there. I'm like, yes. Fuck it. I'm gonna throw a strike. And then I wind up and I like. So I throw like a like a quarterback, not as a because a pitcher you come like that. As a, I threw it like this because that's how I I've been throwing recently because. I've thrown footballs more often than... And football yeah. So, but as soon as it come out of my fingertips, it was like Ralphie in a Christmas store <laughs> when he dropped his dad's tolls. <laughs> I, I literally was like, fuck. And I knew, right? It sailed 20 feet over his fucking head. Sad top, it. But at least it didn't hit the dirt. So, <laughs> I'm like at this point so fucking upset. Like... It was a worst moment than 9-11 for me. Honestly, I was like, <laughs> I didn't know those guys like this. Yes, I knew what I did. I felt I was like, fuck. You
2: let down the whole city. at this I know. Moment.
4: And I was like, and so like I'm so pumped out. My girlfriend's just like, it's okay. I'm like, leave me the fuck alone. I was like, I love you. Just, I'll be fine. Just it's gonna be okay. <laughs> then my fucking dad comes over to me. He's like, hey, here's what you need to do. I was like, Fred, I don't need advice. It's the first pitch. Right. Yeah. I don't get a third pitch. I'm not going after the fucking pierogies. That was it. Right? That was fucking it.
3: There's no do-over. There's dad. no do-over. Forever. So
4: then I'm like, well, let me watch it on camera. And my buddy Ryan's like, I got it. My dad is standing next to where Ryan's filming. The second it goes over his head, I hear my dad go... He throws like a fucking bitch. <laughs> and I was like, dude, like, I can't ever post this now. Because my dad called me. Well, I was of proud people.
2: of you because I saw all the pre-pictures and the mound Yeah, pictures. that's all I'm fucking I showing. I didn't see your video.
4: <laughs> so the so I thing was like is, a girl. <laughs> I, I'll show you the video. I have it. So I have the edited version from a guy filming the screen from one of the guys that works at the park. I'll show you guys it. <laughs> But I want to get the actual good quality one because I want Robbie and I to talk about it at AE. Yeah,
5: KBL it Sports so version
4: of Robbie's laughing. Robbie could have caught it. He could have stood up and caught it. But he thought it was funnier to sail over his head. <laughs> <laughs> and, I, and then like I, I go over and I throw my glove up like to make it like anime because I'm a comedian. But I'm still actually really pissed off deep inside. But I'm trying to play it up. Camera goes. Say hi to the camera. I go fuck you in your camera.
6: And I, walked, I walked away.
5: Uh. I was
4: so fucking mad. And then like, it took me a couple days to realize that was the best case scenario. Because if I throw a strike,
1: that's it. That's
4: it. Who cares? You'll never remember it. But the one I did and it threw it ridiculous, dude, it was bad enough to where it looked like I did it on purpose. Yeah. So I'm just like I don't know. Did I? Did I? <laughs> but the truth is not. Nah, just fucking suck at so, baseball. You should have stone cold
2: stunnered Robbie right there in the dirt. Full
4: dude, send. I, I should have just clotheslined the fucking
1: parent. And just.
2: By the way, I think
4: I Going think down the Pittsburgh bangin' history.
1: You ever know, watch the pierogi Indiana. race? Yeah. Yeah. He helps her every it's time, dude. That pierogi.
5: Yeah, she's a
2: side pierogi for sure. We we had gotten tickets from my insurance guy, like my kid's first baseball game. And it's like yeah. a real family. We're right behind home plate, and that's the. F- I think the first time I met you in person, you were right behind me. This dude's just like landing on thick, like everything was clean and fun, but he was giving it to everybody, and I was like, couldn't help but just laugh the whole time. Oh uh, yeah, dude. My
4: favorite, my favorite game I went to, Pirates game, where I just had fun. Was I went to, I went to uh, I went to Pride game. It was not this year, but last season. And he gave up Pride t-shirts. And the only reason why I remember they were Pride t-shirts is because I had a backlash on TikTok because of what I did. I thought it was funny because it's Free Shirt Friday. I didn't even look at what the shirts were. I didn't care. Every out, I was Hulk Hogan and ripping one off. Of
1: <laughs> like, so, dude, I like ripped seventy at the 27 door.
4: outs, right? There's twenty. <laughs> Every fucking out the pirates, Hulk Hogan. Everyone like everyone's throwing shirts from the upper deck to get me these. And, dude, I got brush burns on my fucking, and I'm just pulling them, you know. And and they're not pre-ripped because they're cheap ass shirts. You can just rip them. And then on TikTok, everyone's like he hates gay people. I'm like, dude, no, I hate the pirates, you idiots. <laughs> I hate pre-shirt. But how great is it that the Pride game was against the San Francisco Giants? Perfect. Somebody had a hand in it, <laughs> dude. They 100 percent were like ah,
5: well both oh, teams. We're on both teams now. I <laughs> oh,
1: oh man, That was so much fun.
2: So when the uh, icy light cans, when are they available? Or are they gonna are they gonna be in the pounders only?
4: They are pounders only. They let me pick, and I was like, we're doing pounders. It's mm-hmm. funny
2: because I had uh, I have a theory. First of all, 16 ounce icy icy light can best taste in any format. Really, I I I I like bottle.
4: I like I just every beer to me is better bottle Mm. than canned. I think.
2: I think that extra sitting on it
4: is a lot easier too. To me, (laughs) when you crack a beer, (laughs) he just kept going. (laughs) This
1: is a good one. one.
2: To (laughs) me, when you crack a beer, you take that first swig. I feel like in twelve it's ounce format. just a metallic
1: format. taste. I don't. But no, know. in a
2: four ounce or twelve ounce format, you're mm. losing a quarter of your beer or a third of your beer. True. So the sixteen ounce gives you the swig, and then yeah, you but you actually you spots.
4: only can have one. Who fucking cares?
2: Drink <laughs> another one. Drink <laughs> <laughs> them all. He
1: lost three ounces, so he's, yeah,
4: he's And There's something to
2: be said for ordering a pander, you know. I mean, yeah, give me a ponder. That's yeah. true. So well, that's why I picked it though, because I right. thought it sounded cooler. And uh, if any law enforcement is watching, it takes 16 ounces for me to get to work in the North Hills <laughs> to my house. I mean, it's a, fir- it's a perfect one beer. It's a road beer. It's house. a road, it's road, road soda. Beer, Yeah. It's my road soda. Road soda. And I like I'm that. good to I go. That. So. Good yeah.
4: That's great. Yeah. I mean, yeah, so, so they uh, they debut next Saturday. as nice. a show the 16th. So they're, getting, they're we just literally just talked to AE. And we're like, listen, we know you know, we have a bunch of sponsors. Fuck you. I rented the room. You're putting these in there. Mm. So, I mean, I see lights there anyways. And, and iron city is a sponsor, Right. but like there had to be like, so what I didn't know, my image Do you had get to co- be approved. a commission
1: on concessions and stuff. If you're no. like, yeah, I sell 30 cases. Let me get,
4: no. Cause here's the thing. Like, and the, the, my deal with them was they gave me a lot of money up front. Sure. And for me, I was like, that's
3: good. AE or Icy Light?
4: Icy Light. Nice. with With the sponsoring and the, of yeah. the show. What were you saying about your image? So, the thing is, I had to sign like the likeness agreement that they can do whatever they want with it. I was like, yeah, let's do it. But if I do merch, I get all the shirts. I get 100% of the shirt money, and I'll make my own shirts. So you don't have to worry about it. And they're like, cool. No problem. So, those shirts will be available at the show. I get nice. all the money from that. But with the lc not the l i think it's the lcb there's a really weird legality with it where every label has to be approved through the government or some sort of to i think the reason why is because you remember like joe cool the camel yeah how it was cool to make it look like you're drinking or smoking Mm -hmm. so we had to wait with legal to see if we could actually get them out.
3: We had to make Um, you look as uncool as possible.
4: Yes. (laughs) That's why if you look at the cans, these ones have a label on them Uh where the other ones, the metal was like wrapped wrapped, the metals wrapped. Uh So this version, because we didn't know how many we were allowed to do. Right. So we started with 6,000. We have 6,000 cans. It's 250 cases. Uh, I am I got six of the cases. Uh, I gave out five of them at my tailgate because I didn't care. I wanted the first one that got off and I have a personal case for my friends and family. And then like at AE though, um, I'm assuming they're all gonna be there because that's not a lot of beers. If it holds 1,200 people, they're all fucking gone that day. I was, I hope so. Or I didn't do my job. Like We better drink, you know what I mean? Like that's,
2: so. Yeah. So we uh, we had the Cower can, the Iron City can last yeah. year, and I have a like a can opener, and I'm opening them from the bottom. After probably just the drain, yeah, a, yeah, after a terrible Steeler loss, probably. And my wife walks into the kitchen and goes, "The hell are you doing?" And I just look over, I'm like, "They're a collectible. I'm drinking them from the bottom. You know, that's what you uh, do. You open them from the bottom. Yeah, and you put them on your i beam in your garage, and and then yeah, you're for life. Mm. So if that one's mine. It's going on my my garage i beam. Oh
4: yeah, dude. <laughs> Fuck yeah. No, that means a lot, man. It was. It was cool because they, uh, they they said I was the first non athlete, Really like, sports related, and I wanted to be like, well, oh, wait till you see my first pitch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm an athlete, baby. definitely <laughs> a fucking athlete, dude. <laughs> yeah, they, Iron <laughs> City did a lot of that. They would put
2: companies on them back yeah. in the day, like the old steel cans. They, they, I mean, they really were a Pittsburgh based company, dude.
4: And I and I can't say enough good things about them. Like I, I just think the people there are so good and. Their marketing team, I mean like, so I, I got in touch with them. Um, I know Jamie Bartley, if you know who Jamie is. Jamie is in sales there, she's the best. Um, Rachel does the, uh, I think she's like head of marketing over there and like, they just know how to hone in on the demographic because, you know, when it comes to beer, you have your beer and you stick with it for life right <laughs> so they're not worried about the beer drinker's beer boiler maker steel fucking you're already with us or you're not right they're going for 21 to 35 and so that's why I'm on the can mm-hmm. because i you know what i mean like it just makes sense that it's like dude i drank it at this age and now i'm on it if you drink enough, you could be on a fucking can. <laughs> my, my
2: grandmother drank it, and whenever they were going through hard times, and, and I said, I'm not drinking to get drunk. I'm drinking to save my city. You know, I, I felt like Iron City was on its way out. I was like, so people were drinking Natty Light. I was drinking Icy Light. Like, I was like, send it, you know? Oh, yeah. I felt like it needed to stay here. I don't know. This is yinzer me, you know? Well, when Cliff bought the
4: company, man, like, he really, like, changed the, the, the thing because it was just like probably like 10 years ago nobody gave a fuck about couldn't iron get an isolated ball game nobody cared i mm. mean they just i mean
3: anheuser Bush bought it right anheuser Bush no, owned
1: it didn't they? it's in st louis no, it what's that sh- iron city no
2: it was made in latrobe they outsourced the production mm-hmm. from lawrenceville to latrobe it was always the same person that owned it then they got into the problem with the sewer commission in pittsburgh and that's when cliff bought it and bailed him out Because they they were getting ready to go into litigation. But this is, like,
4: fun for him. Yeah. He, dude, like, when I tell you this guy loves... Yeah. Like, I think he has his money from coal.
3: Yeah.
2: Uh, Rosebud Mines.
4: Is that what it is? Yeah. Dude, like, and the thing is, like, what I... Like, he's a Pittsburgher. Like, bro, like you meet him. He doesn't introduce himself as the owner of Icy Light, Pittsburgh Bruin. You would never fucking know. You're like, oh, that's Mm -hmm. my buddy at the tailgate cliff. Like, I was talking talking up with him for a while and uh and Neil comes out to me he's like you know that's the owner right and i was like nah, it's fucking cool <laughs> as hell though yeah. then he come up to me like later on He goes you do videos for us right and i was like yeah he's like i love them, man they're great and i was like wow it's so cool like that like cuz dude, like people people change with money you know what i mean sure. it just happens people this guy just if anything just looks at ways to help the community with it he just yeah. had a
2: christmas party for rosebud 1600 guests and from, I have a friend that works for them, and he didn't spare any expense. It was yeah. solid, you know? Well, the
4: rumor is, um, you know, and I don't know how true this is, but if they didn't bring out their new headquarters over on 28, mm-hmm. they were going to bid for Heinz Field and make an Iron City Stadium. Oh. I don't know how true that is. That's hearsay. Cameras. Keep drinking
2: Iron City, but it was
1: only five
4: had, years. We almost had Iron City Stadium, it which happened. would have been fucking so cool. Like that it name was could badass. Um,
1: still, yeah, we're happen. nine years, nine yeah, we're eight
4: years now. Yeah, I mean, dude, like 150 million dollars. People were mad about the name change, dude. Like, if I change it, like 150 million dollars, your new name is cocksucker, <laughs> wow. right? Dude, yeah. hundred and fifty dollars, I'll suck a cock. You know what yeah. I
2: mean? Like so I, a number. I, I will either suck one or get rid of one. I'm, yeah. I'll kill someone. Yeah. I mean I'll
4: cut mine off.
2: It'll
4: get me out of trouble. I like I mean, this is
2: a business, this is a business podcast. So yeah. I guess hundred and fifty million bucks, we'd walk away from a lot of shit. Oh, yeah. <laughs> or walk into shit or do whatever we gotta do. What's the hardest part of your 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 deal now? Like now that you've done it, been there, done that. like seems like
1: you spent a lot of, I mean, I was surprised to hear you listen to your shows and you, I mean, do you spend a lot of time listening to other guys to get motivation or?
4: No, I, uh, so like, I hate, you setup. spend
1: 80 hours a week. Like, what are you putting into comedy? comedy? Yeah. Uh,
4: well, when, when a big show like this is coming up for me and it's all like self marketing and everything like that, unfortunately it's like 80, 20, it's 80, percent marketing 20 percent so like you got to get to a point where like your name is big enough and you don't have to do this stuff anymore and then you can work more on comedy do like literally I am I'm no bullshit I am going through like I, I'm right now I have a warning on my messenger face because I, I will message if you like that I'm posting a show and you like it I message you go Are you coming to the show like come out to the fucking show and I will message every single one of you like to me because it's like You know, you got to build the, if you know you're good enough, you build it. You know, you're an
1: entrepreneur. You're, you're selling yourself. Yeah,
4: no, it is. I mean, it's a business. You're selling yourself. I'm the product, you know, and I have to sell it. And if you know there's buyers, I put you on the spot and go, you're now like, I'm not
2: waiting. There's no objective. I'm not waiting for it right now. You don't want to go. Cool. I think you pr- you're just so programmed because I think in the middle of our conversation to get you here, you were like, did you get your tickets? <laughs> like, oh, yeah. <laughs> fuck yeah. And yeah. because
4: of that, you're buying more tickets. Oh, be <laughs> <laughs> me, and my wife, me and my wife will be there. Oh, yeah, dude. Like, it's yeah. going to be like, it like, but it's like, you know, it's how it is. And like, if you like somebody's business, though, like, show them. Don't fucking tell me. Right. Hey, I like, like, dude, this guy, like, this is a perfect example. This hoodie and hat that I'm wearing. These guys saw me open up for Jay Moore. And they're like, it was great, dude. And like he followed me and I saw like the dude's link underneath, said it was a clothing company. And I clicked it. I liked it. I bought the shit without telling him it. And then I just screenshot it and sent it to him afterwards. Go, hey man, your stuff's really cool. Just want to let you know. Like I just grabbed some stuff. Cause I don't want I don't want shit for free. Right. Right. You know what I mean? Like that's like what pisses me off is like I have tickets that are forty five dollars. And these are the most my tickets have ever been, right? But, and people can't go, they're Like I can't afford it. But then they'll go see somebody like Amy Schumer for $400 fucking dollars sitting in mm. nosebleeds mm-hmm. and her be one-eighth as funny as I am.
5: Right,
4: right. So it's not, if, if I, that. yeah, it's not that you don't have that money. You don't think I'm worth that.
3: Mm.
2: Yeah, that
4: hurts. Yeah.
3: So and that's okay. You know what? And that's not. And that's that's small business, right? Yeah. I mean, that's that's you know anybody that's starting a small business that you know your friends and family they're your buddy. And you know, I started a small business, and there's crickets. But then they'll spend thousands of dollars on Amazon or Walmart or whatever. Yeah. You know, Christmas time comes, and you know they're not in the mom and pop shops no. that they can make a difference. They're buying shit on Amazon. Right. I mean, it's just that's the way. Or yeah, society is I right. I I want lose. a handout how many
1: how many until they need something free tickets? yeah can i get free tickets already I, I mean, <laughs> you you don't even no, want to know but like you have to deal with that always right?
4: and it's like hey dude i want to come support you hook me up with some tickets i go how the fuck does that support me
5: it's All not right. supporting you just that's like me laughing. Going to my
4: buddy who's like a doctor hey i want to support your practice dude Fucking fix my torn ACL, like, right now. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah.
1: can I get it? I don't have insurance. I'll do it in your garage. <laughs>
4: yeah, like, I want to show people, look at this knee. I got it from Dr. Seuss. Like, yeah. like it's ridiculous, man. Yeah. And, and I just, like, you know, I think that's very Pittsburgh, though. Like, that, that blue collar, that work ethic. And, you know, a lot of my friends understand that. And, dude, if they don't, like, I'm not trying to sound like I'm all business, but, like...
1: You have to be. You, you
4: bring no be. value to me, then. Like, if you're not really my friend... Because like, if I was somebody's friend, no matter what it is, even if I think it sucks, like you have a like, cum flavored go All right, dude, I'll buy one.
5: Yeah. It'll I'll, be my I'll buy a, a week, case
4: because <laughs> if it's good, it'll sell itself eventually and I'll try it. But like if you're like, oh, I want free tickets. Like, yeah. Then again, like if you've been to one of my shows just one time, that's enough. You don't have to keep coming. I don't, want, I don't expect that. But it's just one of those things where it's like, oh, you want groupies. No, well, I have them though. Like I do have like a group of guys and girls that always come to shows, and I love that, and I'm so grateful for that. But like, I'm at a point now. My business is 16 years old. If you're not on board now, when the bandwagon comes around, and I am selling out PPG in like fucking five years, you're not coming. I'll make the tickets so expensive you can't afford the fucking go. <laughs> nice. You know what I mean?
2: Well, we talked. Uh, We all actually went to high school together.
4: Where'd you go? We
2: went to Riverview. Riverview. Okay. So we all went to school together, and Jerry's my accountant, full disclosure. and So I run a huge delivery route. We go from Pittsburgh to Evans City with dry cleaning. Yeah. And one of the things that we've talked about is I probably have 15 customers in my hometown. 15. I have 1,000 all around it, but 15 in my hometown. Yeah. And one of the things we always peg it on is jealousy. Yeah. Like, some people just don't want to see you do well. Well, is your business near them? Well, we deliver to their house. So they don't even so have to. So it doesn't leave. matter. It doesn't matter. But they won't. They won't. They'll yeah. use the guy down the street. Dude, it's literally
3: like I can bring a bag of clothes to my office. A guy rolls up in a truck, takes the bag. And a couple days later, comes back with everything hanging in hangers perfectly.
4: Here you go. Here's your shit. So how many CPAs do you have at your place?
3: I have uh, – I just put an ad out for another one. So we're up to – I don't know. I think we have eight employees now. Like, total.
4: here's the thing, though. Like, you are the guy to, like, be the connection for everything. Right. 100%. Like, mm-hmm. like I, worked at, I worked at a company called Paychecks, and we did payroll. Mm-hmm. And, like, it's really hard to get relationships with CPAs and, and accountants. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, And so, like – like you, like you know business better than everyone because yeah. everyone's reaching out to you because you know everyone. So you know? That
3: I get that all the time. Everybody jokes around, like all my fam, like family and friends, like well, you need a guy. Jerry's got a guy, because I have <laughs> clients in every different yeah. industry. So you need a you need a roofer. I got a roofer. You need yeah. a you need a, a dry cleaner. I got a guy. Yeah. You, need, you know anything you need, I have a guy. I yeah. have a client that does it. Yeah. So that's like we like. I just I think we mentioned earlier. I sold a house today. We I flipped a house and I got into real estate about a year ago, year and a half. Flipped a house, just sold it today. How cold does it feel? It's feel it's awesome. Yeah, right. It's it a
1: awesome
2: win. He looked like in a bad mood when we saw him this morning.
5: Yeah, yeah. It, it was good. Well, it we was were a with stressful. A mop with some bourbon, but yeah, I'm better. good now.
1: Um,
3: but when I first started and I you know getting into real estate and I have a lot of clients that do real estate. What what do you? Oh man, I struggle so much getting guys to do this and guys to do that. And I'm like, yeah, well. Yeah, I don't. I don't think I'm gonna have that problem. Well, why? Because I have clients that do all that stuff. Yeah. And when they call me, they want me to answer the phone. Right. So when I call them, they better. Too. They're gonna answer the phone. Right. And they and actually the the buyer today, whenever I was sitting at the table, I said, "Listen, I said yeah, my my wife's aunt lives across the street. So like, we did this place right. And she's like, my home inspector said it was one of the nicest houses he's ever been in, uh, nicest flips that he's ever been in. Yeah. And I'm like kind of makes you feel good like uh, well fuck I guess Hell it did yeah, me a good job man. Killing it, man. but like it's just a matter of yeah you're right in my industry I know somebody that does mm-hmm. everything
1: so are you Matt Light Enterprises or did you set yourself <laughs> up 16 we're not going you to talk you about my tax
3: i will get you straight he up. knows okay. was a guy yeah no, but
4: I mean like when I do need all that yeah, let me know. Texas yeah. doesn't
2: have an income tax, so
4: yeah. I can
5: still
3: do your taxes here. Tax.
2: <laughs> and you know what's funny is when I bought my business, I failed to think about taxes, and I think I called him, like, April, or April 11th. It was like, yeah. hey, there's this thing uh, called taxes.
5: And like, I, kinda, I got you, bud. I
2: screwed up. Mm-hmm. because I got you. We'll file for an extension. We'll figure it
3: out. Yeah. And we did.
2: <laughs> I mean, like, yeah, I mean, the thing
4: is, like, with your industry, too, man, like, People think that they can do it, like, taxes on their own. It's like, bro, you fuck up once. This a whole can of worms.
3: Prison.
1: And then <laughs> they
4: check. And, well, <laughs> for the most part, though, I don't think you do go to jail if you fuck up Not on Not on income tax.
3: On income tax, yeah. you just get slammed with penalties and interest. But then the problem is, like, I think what you were saying, you mess up one year, they're, they're checking looking them back all. three. Yeah. We we got yeah. to keep all the red flags down. Yeah. <laughs> that's a, that's yeah. the goal. Yeah. 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 You just, you know, I don't know. You either... Run the risk of messing something up. Or what I see more often than that, Matt, is people leave shit on a table. Yeah, People are like, oh, I don't want to do that. That's a red flag. Somebody told me I shouldn't do that. I'm like, listen, if it's in the IRS code, it's there for a reason. You yeah. just have to do it smart. Yeah. Like, just so don't you, be stupid.
2: Are you set up as, like, an LLC or is it Matt Light Enterprises? Yeah, and, saying? like,
4: what I'm going to end up doing is, like, so, like, I have another business, and I can't talk about it yet. Cool. Um. And and I'll talk to you. But in <laughs> Dallas, I'm creating it there, and I'm gonna keep them separate because one of them's gonna be a loss this year, next year. One of them's not, and I'm fucking gonna be smart, smart about it. That's you right know what I mean? That's right. Because they are two different businesses. What did you do for paychecks? I'm just interested. I sold payroll. Yeah. You sold. Yeah. It is not an easy job. Mm. It's us or ADP yeah. pretty much. And uh, I mean, like, dude, here's the thing about payroll, and any anyone can fucking do it. You don't need us, honestly. But unless you have an, a compliance issue, you All know right. what I mean. Like, who? Not that this matters on here, but who did you usually refer through? I
3: actually, we do it in house. We you do, do it, in-house? yeah. So I own a payroll uh, company called. And it's actually a sponsor for the show. Paymark payroll. Yeah, so um, that's my favorite but, yeah. company now because
4: <laughs> paychecks fired me. Suck my dick. Yeah. Bob Fogelson. Or but Bob you're Fogel. right.
2: Do you know Bob Fogelson? No. He's like the territorial manager. Dude yeah. has the worst timing ever to call me to sign me up for paychecks. Really? I'm like, I got a guy, dude. Leave me the fuck alone. Yeah. You're my right. In the <laughs> fact is my that payroll like, guy.
3: <laughs> it's not necessarily, I mean, payroll processing is not super complicated. The IRS has made it these places because now you have to do everything electronically. Yeah. They've made it a lot more complicated. Yeah. But the problem is, is if you fuck up payroll, that's a shit to get you put in jail. hundred percent. Yeah. Crazy. That's like crazy shit. for like,
4: like I would come up to you. Like if I knew you, I'd just say, Hey, listen, is there anything you want me to take off your hands? Right. Or like, do you want us to buy your book off of you? If you're fucking just overwhelmed oh. with clients. Yeah. But I would never like, dude, like I always did well in sales cause I was just honest. I was like, Hey dude, listen, I'm gonna say there's a promo code. The truth is this, I'm lowering my commission cause I gotta hit my quota and I got three fucking days. This is the lowest price I can give it to you. If you don't do it in the next three days, guess what? Next month in January, I'm going full price. Unless I can't hit my quota again, and mm. in the last three days I'll be right the fuck back I here. Was, I
1: would love to have had. Sounds like, a, like you got a sales. Guy. I'd love you to have mean, a GoPro in your car Texas. When set. you
2: leave, like a small business that, yeah. that was like, "I'm not signing." You were like, you know, like, oh no, not, like a the, could just but, but the thing is,
4: though, is if you know if, if, whatever your industry is, the biggest key is you're the expert. Mm-hmm. Let yeah. them talk the whole time, and then when as soon as you say something stupid. I'm going to expose every wound that you never knew you fucking had. <laughs> and then they're like, oh my God, I didn't even think about that. Okay, cool. So I'm going to fucking salt your wound and then I'm going to kiss it and make it feel better.
2: And now you love me. That's why we have a business podcast and we brought in the one man yeah. wrecking ball here. Wow. So, he the, knows, so yeah. the company in Dallas, is it going to be called Paychecks Light? <laughs> it is, it is,
4: it's an entertainment company. Nice. nice. It's, uh, I mean, I don't give a fuck. I'm doing a bus. Okay. I'm going to create a bus in, in Dallas. How'd
2: you get involved with
1: the Berg bus?
4: So the Berg bus was... Um,
1: you get a cut? What's up?
4: Dude, so here's what it was. The Berg bus, I saw on Instagram, the Berg bus followed you. I'm, what the fuck is this? <laughs> and it was like comedy tours. And I'm like, oh, that sounds awful. Sounds so fucking stupid, right? Then I, then I was like, but... I'm interested. Like, I'm curious because, like, they followed the worst comedians in Pittsburgh. (laughs) And they wouldn't follow me. So I was like, I'm not following them. Fuck them, you know? Then they followed me. I followed back. They reached out. And they were like, hey, listen. We know you're, like, the Pittsburgh guy when it comes to comedy. Like, you know Pittsburgh shit. You talk about Pittsburgh. We would love to have you be a part of the bus, you know? And then we negotiated on, on price and I said, but what, what is it? You know, cause I don't want to be like, uh, Andy Warhol jacked off a dude under this bridge <laughs> and then he painted soup cans over here. Like I, I don't, that's not interesting. It's not who I am. It's not what I want to do. If I wanted to do a regular job, I'd have had a regular fucking job. They were like, listen, we want it to be a fun experience on a bus and learn a little bit of, a little bit of facts. I was like, Can I try it out? And they were like, Yeah. So I did it one time and they rode on it. And we were like, Yeah, this is perfect. So pretty much it's tailgating on a bus. It's awesome. I roast people, we drink, we sing, we dance, we play drinking games. Dude, it is it is the it's the number one reason why that I still love doing stand up comedy because it keeps my brain sharp, it keeps me fresh. I, I'm i introduced to people that probably would have never seen my comedy outside of this. Uh, Nick and Cat Walker are the two that own this, and they are the coolest fucking people I've ever met in my life. I love them to death. And I owe them a lot for my career, man, because like it revived me, man. It, yeah, mm-hmm. it gives you, you a know? chance
2: to just cut loose a little bit. Yeah. They're not phenomenal, for, you don't have to worry about quotas and yeah, all the shit you're worried about with your show. Well, now. so I,
4: but here's the thing though, bro like, this is the truth, and I think it's great for your podcast is dude, I did the Berg Bus, I did stand up comedy, I ran social media for a uh, store, and I still worked at Paychecks all at once for a year and a half.
5: Yeah,
4: if you have time, why not,
2: right? And you know I,
4: what I mean? And the and I got that work ethic. My best friend is a professional wrestler. She wrestles for a company called AEW. And she's a dentist in real life and a fucking pro wrestler. You know her.
1: Brit, <laughs> I mean, I know AEW. That's it's Britt cool. Baker.
4: Yeah, Britt Baker. Oh, yeah. Right. yeah. So that DMD shit? Yeah. Yeah, dude, she's a doctor. Like, she's a dentist. She would practice two, day, wild, two to three days a week Yeah. and still go to wrestling tapings and make a shit ton of money and keep working and, like, Brett was like, if I'm doing it, why aren't you? And I'm like, you're right. Yeah. What, what's holding me
2: back? We've yeah. talked on previous shows. It's not like about making a million dollars with your next venture. But if you can put $1,000 in your pocket a week, that's fifty-two yeah. grand a year. Dude, if
4: you keep stacking. That's yep. it. We, that's we, it.
2: we always get back to this no matter who we have in the room.
4: Build your bankroll. Build your bankroll. 100%. We
3: got yeah, a rich dad, poor dad. Yeah, the rich dad, poor dad thing. The whole... The, the side hustle doesn't have to make you a millionaire, but a side hustle that starts out making you a couple hundred bucks or a thousand bucks a month that, that you don't spend. Yeah. It isn't part of your daily budget. Just exactly. hang on to it. Just use it as extra cash. It goes into an account and just keep adding to that and letting it grow. And, and then eventually, you know, that side hustle becomes a nice little piece of, piece of income. Yeah. You know, and then you can use it to buy stupid shit with it. Yeah. Um, But, yeah, for sure. You said, uh, talking about all this Pittsburgh stuff, and I think we talked a little bit before we went on air, and I think we probably want to touch on it before we finish, is that sometimes you have a, uh, how do I say it, the reputation of being the Pittsburgh comic, (laughs) but part of it, you're, you're bigger than that. So yeah. you're touring. I know you tour outside of Pittsburgh. Yeah. Where all are you touring in the country? Are you going the whole country? Or are you like... So I've performed in
4: 44 of 50 states. That's I've okay. awesome. done, That's done awesome. a lot of them. Uh, touring slowed down a lot during COVID. Sure. And the reason why is I knew I could make more money in Pittsburgh, especially for that first year when everybody had that extra money. <laughs> and he threw it away in three fucking months. Yeah. So like for me, like I was like, oh, I'm staying here. Give me it. Um. So, but yeah, I mean, like touring is definitely on the agenda coming up. And yeah, like the big the big problem that I have is like is you know you see you see me do these Steeler videos. You see me do Steelers. I mean Pirates first pitches and and all over Pittsburgh stuff. And it's always Pittsburgh comedian and Matt Light. And listen. I love Pittsburgh more than probably anybody in this world. I just did the Trump. I love it more than anybody. <laughs> tremendous piece, <people>. man. <Huge, laughs> tremendous, huge. Uh, I mean, I love this city. I mean, I you know, but at the end of the day, like, I'm a comedian, and and if I'm like, people think that, well, if you move, what are you gonna talk about? I'm like, dude, like, I like we mentioned off air. I don't go to Cincinnati. And I'm like, Brothers is fucking awesome. <laughs> am I right? You know, you play into the audience that you're at, or you just don't, and you have good material. You know, you were mentioning Shane Gillis. Somebody was mentioning Shane yeah. Gillis earlier. Yeah. Phenomenal, right? Yeah. Like he, and also, like he did that joke about Heinz Ward and shit. It yeah. Was,
3: well, and that's the thing, too. Is I think we all know Pittsburghers are everywhere. And, yeah. Uh, you know, like the Steelers, you go to any Steeler game, road games, and you see these, Steel everybody says Steeler fans travel. Steeler fans they do travel, but they also freaking live everywhere. You yeah, know, for for decades Pittsburgh's economy sucked. Well the 1980, steel industry the steel industry took a dive. Yeah, so and, people went everywhere. Yeah,
4: nineteen eighty is when they stopped taking jobs in yeah. the steel industries. And so everybody's moving and one of the biggest places was Arizona. Yep. So Yeah, there's, there's Florida,
3: Arizona, yeah. they're all over the country.
4: Yeah. And I think like I just think people like it's almost like I think when what people are saying when they say like oh I don't know if you they're saying they can't do it. Yeah. Yeah.
2: I, mean, I think it goes You know out. what I mean? Like yeah. they're like I can't it's
4: translate. It's haters, haters in every way. Yeah. yeah like, I think
2: jealousy is the root of all evil with people. Yeah. Like, well, why couldn't I do that? Like I mean I, I was sh- the funniest guy in my graduating class. I was the I was voted class clown. Why bro, can't I do Bro
4: that? I mean like and I and I try to be as friendly about it as possible but like I get that all the time and people will be like I could be a comedian. Like, Oh, it's funny. Your job's great. Like I, I should do stand up and I listen, if that is actually your dream, I want you to hundred percent do it. Right. But when you say it as if it's like just that easy, I go, all right, go do it.
2: Yeah. yeah.
4: Just, I'll watch you. I, I will literally go to an open mic and watch you go. Maybe you can probably can't like, dude, it's, it's hard. I mean like, I, I've always been the funniest person I've known. Realistically, dude, I've always been. And this shit is so fucking hard for me. Like, I didn't start making a living off of it until 10 fucking years into it.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah. I was going to ask you how long it took. 10
4: yeah. years? 10 years to, to be like, this is it, right? So, quick background. I know we got to wrap up. I'll just tell you. So, I started in 2017. 2007 and then I got sick I was diagnosed with Hodgkin's lymphoma in 2013 I had stage 3 I had a uh, 20 centimeter mass around my aorta it's pretty much fucking done and I said well listen if I ever you know make this I'll be a comedian like like, this is going to be my job and then ever since then I've been able to pay the bills by doing stand up and that was what was that Six years into stand-up, but, like, it wasn't, like, a career. But Mm -hmm. I could pay for all my shit, you know? Because I always still had other jobs. Because, like I said, why not? Mm
5: -hmm.
4: Why not make money doing other things, you know what I mean? And so I did that. And, uh, I mean, that was my big wake-up call for me. Like, when you get news like that, you know, you're like,
3: fuck it. Like, I'm going to do
4: what I want, you know what I mean? Like, dude, like i was fearless i was at open mics with fucking so i would go with the mask this is before covid but like i had to wear masks mask because i was sick yeah. i'd get sick from anything right so i'd show up to a mic i'd take my mask off i would do five minutes put it back on and leave you know what i mean like they knew i was coming i did it every single fucking day like nothing stopped me and one time i did a show while i was going through chemo um, I had chemo the, the day of, and I still went, and uh, I had this guy in the front row like, kind of heckle me, and I called him Fat Johnny Depp. Dude, it was the funniest shit ever. Like, so I called him Fat Johnny Depp, he's like, you don't know who you're fucking with. I was like, okay, Edward Sausage Fingers, and I just kept naming, like, 21 One Can't Jump straight, fucking, <laughs> you ate all Gilbert's grapes. shut the fuck up, you know what I mean? I was like, okay, Captain Snack Sparrow, this dude pulled a knife out on me while I was outside of the beer hive in the strip district. I was like, bro, look at me. I got like a month left. Fucking do it now. I was like, fucking just go ahead and fucking kill me. And like, he just tried to like call my bluff. Then my buddy Mike Sass and he's another community, he played football uh fucking Yukon uh, big as hell. And he just fucking grabbed me and like, get the fuck out of here like that. And he, and Mike said to me, he's like, you're not worried. You're not scared. I'm like, of what? I was like, what? Like I got this shit and I'm fine. What well, this fucking is going to stab me. See ya. How'd Matt die? He pissed somebody off so bad on stage. I go out like a fucking champ, <laughs> yeah, you know, like you know what I mean? Like, if I would've died then it would've been the best thing ever. Yeah. Cause when I did beat cancer, now there's expectations. Yeah. Like, I have to live up to this. Like, fuck, pull the plug on me then. <laughs> yeah. I had potential. I still no, was well,
2: good. I, I, that would have been, been fine. Now I got to
4: still work. And fuck. Like one's
1: <laughs> <wants> fucking paid.
4: <laughs> fuck. Well, that's the thing. Then you get all these bills. And you're like, can we run chemo back?
2: <laughs> <laughs> fucking. I mean, I. you know,
1: they come for that. I know, dude.
4: So, <laughs> fuck. so
2: nine years cancer free then.
4: Yeah, I'm celebrating. So ten years cancer free will be two weeks after the AE show. Oh, which is fucking, dude, it's crazy. Because like, I remember being, just beating cancer and going to AE. and It was the first public thing I ever went to after being sick. I went to see Steel Panther. Uh, and I just remember being at that, and I was like, this is fucking awesome. And so like 10 years later, to be performing there, dude, Let's it's full see. circle. It's like the fucking coolest thing in the world that's That's awesome awesome. yeah thanks man
2: see that's that's like one of the things like when we like obviously we asked you to come on here then you start looking into your background and it's like people are scared to talk about it well no you're just more than a comedian dude yeah it's like you're a business owner you are your own business you had your own life in your own hands you wore that mask before anybody else had to yeah and and I'll never fucking wear it again you're you're (laughs) like Eminem you're still out here saying fuck the free world yeah (laughs) like let's go yeah, man.
3: Oh, that's
2: awesome. So oh, yeah. you wanna bring us home with this?
1: Yeah, so you're uh you're on stage the sixteenth, right? Let's that's plug right. you a little bit. Let's yeah, you that.
4: guys uh, you guys can all get tickets. Uh, it's still available at AXS.com. Stage AE. The show doors open at 6 30. Show does not start until 8 30, though. We did that because the Pittsburgh Steelers moved their game to 4 30. They'll be done at 7 30. You'll be able to celebrate the Colts victory because uh, we're probably not gonna win that fucking game <laughs> we are at a point where the team is pretty miserable uh, but anyways yeah there's still um realistically I'd say about 300 tickets left okay uh, and we sold 900 so we're, we're we're getting there so it will sell out the thing about the reason why I tell you how many tickets are left because I know it's gonna sell out but I, I tell people this because, my other shows were just all general admission, first come, first serve, right? So the longer you wait, the further back you're fucking sitting, because the front seats are gonna be gone, 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 gone. You know, it doesn't matter when you get in on time; it's what ticket you purchase, because it is a seating event. And people think AE, you're standing, and no, that like gets all seated. So uh, the quicker you, you, you know, you get them, the There's better. There's no seats rotundas are. in stage AE. Huh? Right, 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 right. Yeah. <laughs> No, Renegade. Well, I might come out to Renegade. We'll
2: see. Well, if they win.
4: well, So that was my thought process. So I was going to bring out the trophy and come out to Renegade because it's my last show in Pittsburgh, right? And I was going to do all that, but then I'm like, if they lose, fuck that. Wear
2: the baseball uniform. There's always next year for the Pirates. (laughs) You know what? If I wear a Pirates jersey
4: and I bomb... It was expected. Right. There's no expectation. The bar is so low with a fucking pee on my hat that I would be good.
2: Oh, man. Yeah, this this has is been, a good time. This has been fantastic. We, oh, yeah, man. Thanks we for having We were nervous. Me. We're not going to lie. We were Why? a little bit like, we we're like, what the fuck are we going to talk about? And then we started mm-hmm. talking to each other. We we're like, you know.
5: It's just it's at a bar. Business. It's
4: just guys yeah. at a bar and it's a business. Yeah. We're at the trough. you at in just trying to figure it out. Sword fight it. Sword <laughs> fight it out, bros. Who do you think has
1: the smallest in this room? <laughs> nah, it's, <me. laughs> it's definitely me. I'm 5'5", five five, dude. <laughs> Matt, this is uh, definitely a good time. How do people find you on social media?
4: Yeah, the best way to find me on social media is on Twitter. I'm at Matt Light. On Instagram, I am Matt Light Comedy. Uh, on TikTok, I'm at Matt Light, and on Facebook, just search Matt Light, and you'll see me with the little stupid blue check mark that makes me feel important.
3: Wow,
2: well, you should. My six year old, I told her, I says, "We're we got a guy on the podcast. He has a blue check mark. I He's pay like, for Ooh. it." so.
1: <laughs> 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 well, Matt, we'll see you on the 16th. Yeah, Congrats man. on uh, being a cancer survivor. Seriously, Thank that's awesome man. stuff. It, this yeah. has been a great episode. Awesome. Wishing nothing but the best in uh, Dallas, even though it's pretty sh- I did want to ask. Oh, yeah, go ahead. Why the fuck did you have a Cowboys jersey on?
4: <laughs> it's Thanksgiving, bro. But
1: so? It's a sweet jersey. Thanksgiving, <laughs> they play
4: every year. All know? right, all right, fair so, enough. I fucking hate the Cowboys. All right, right. You will never worry about me jumping okay. ship. Glad but to you. See. listen, yeah. next time I'm in town, let's do this again. For oh, sure, yeah, man. I'll follow-up, you. yeah. Hell yeah. Thanks, Matt.
0: Yeah, man. Awesome. Thank you for listening to Between Two Bridges, a business-to-business podcast. Find and follow us on your preferred podcast streaming platform. Like and subscribe, and leave us a rating and review. You can join us socially on Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, and Twitter. Yes, we still call it Twitter. You can email the show at info at betweentwobridgespodcast.com. Until next time, make it till you rake it.